Hey everyone, you're listening to episode 6 of the Rue Crew podcast, reading scary stories to Marley. Enjoy, and happy Halloween! Well Marley, welcome to the podcast. This is the first time, like almost all of those episodes that we've done before were filmed like in one sitting in a span of like three weeks, and then we never... Well, I don't even know when we recorded that stuff with Justin, but it was, it was a long time ago. It was a long time ago, and then we're like, we should do more podcasts. We should do more podcasts. But then we finally bought the machine that we need to do it, and we didn't have to borrow any equipment except for two mics in order to do this. So we're working our way up. No angel investor, so we're still just uh, funding ourselves. But <laughs> oh, goodness, this is our Halloween episode. Um, Marley is terrified of Halloween and stuff. I'm um, not terrified of Halloween. Well, you don't like spooky, scary stuff. I don't like weird, scary stuff. I can sit down and watch a horror movie, but like when stuff is weird. What do you mean by weird? One thing I don't like is when horror movies are like get into weird spiritual stuff. And Ryan tricked me into watching a movie once and said there wasn't... What was the movie called? It was the Amityville Horror. Yeah, he was like, yeah, there's no Which is not that stuff. scary of a movie. It's not scary, but it's unsettling. Okay. Are you, are you going to continue your story? Oh. Ryan convinced me into watching this and I was like, I don't want to watch any... Because it was our first Halloween married, and so we did trunk or treat, and then we we're coming back, and the next morning I was had to get up early to travel. I was still working like two hours away, and so I had to travel really far, and I was like, okay, we can watch a horror movie, but I don't want it to have anything like spiritual or really gory and gross. And so we watched, what is it called? The Amityville Horror. And he was like, yeah, there's no spiritual stuff. And we're like 10 minutes in and there's nuns and crosses well, spinning I around. And- like I watched the, the movie in horror uh, middle school and I forgot that like the Catholic priest comes to like get the spirit of the like native burial grounds out of the house. <laughs> and then next thing I know, like his face is covered in flies and there's blood like flowing down the walls and stairs. Also, yeah. uh, I just want to, here's a little, what I like to call disclaimer. This is a Halloween episode. We are going to be talking about spooky, scary things. But I don't believe any of this stuff. Like, I don't think I believe in ghosts. Do you believe in ghosts? Not really. I guess, I mean, I believe in spiritual stuff, but I don't believe in ghosts the way people talk about ghosts. Have you ever seen any, like, ghosts or spooky, unexplained stuff? No, I'm pretty, like... Anytime people are like, oh, it was this, I can always find a reason why I'd be something else. Yeah. So I really don't have any ghost stories. I told you this around the campfire last weekend with Josh and Lindsay. Um, but it's not really a ghost story. It's just unexplained weirdness. Yeah. I'm going to admit I get really spooked out. You do. I get very nervous, which is why I'm telling you the scary story tonight. We're going to read. We don't have to do it. A hundred percent. I want to see you freak out. So this sounds like so much fun. The only unexplained kind of thing that I can think of is like my Nana's house. She lived up in the woods outside of Coehill, Ontario. Okay. She had 30 acres and there was like wildfires in Quebec or something that affected the hydro and it was out for three weeks. Like three weeks. It's a long time. She had a pool. So like we just bathed in the pool and like (laughs) rain barrels and stuff. But it was the summer that Papa died. So maybe it was emotional trauma because I was in like it was the summer between grade eight and grade nine. Mm -hmm. I think. Yeah, it was. And like we moved and all this stuff. But we we stayed at Nana's house for like three weeks and the power was out almost the whole time. And I went into Nana's and Papa's bedroom. And the ceiling fan was spinning. And I stopped the fan with my hand Hmm. and it started spinning up again. And it wasn't like, oh, there's a light breeze in this house. And it's like, it was on. And I flipped the switch off and stopped the fan and it kept running. Hmm. Unexplained spookiness. Yeah. 
Or also that same week, I thought I saw a ghost in the trees. Just like a random ghost? A ghost. I don't know. But maybe I was spooked out because Papa did die in that house a couple weeks earlier. Here's what I want to know. I don't really believe in ghosts. But if you do, all the power to you. Um, I guess I just don't understand why are they so interested in just being weird? Like, <laughs> if there's ghosts, what are they doing all the time? Like, they just start hanging out. You got talking to it, the mic. They're just hanging out in the trees. Like, you say you saw it. Like, he was watching from a distance, the ghost. Why do they care? What are they watching? Why do they care about us? I don't know. <laughs> I guess now's a good time to tell you that we're currently sitting in the dark except for a candle. Because I'm trying to get Marley really spooked tonight with this story. So far, the story you shared. Oh, this zero isn't out the of zero scary. spooky. This isn't the scary story oh. I'm telling you. <clears throat> okay. I'm going to be telling you a story. Have you ever heard of what a creepy pasta is? A creepy pasta? Yeah, creepy pasta. No. Like a creepy pastor? No. 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 A creepy pasta. <laughs> no, I've never heard of that. So a creepy pasta, they're like these short stories that are written online and then they're copy and pasted across the internet. So they're basically like like urban legends. Like you know those old urban legends you would hear like Oh, like these two people were hanging out in a car late at night and then they heard a weird noise on the side of their car and as they're driving away, they're sitting there and they hear like, oh, there's a murderer on the loose who has a hook on his hand and then they get freaked out and they drive away and then when they get to their house, there's just a bloody hook on the door handle of their car. Like creepy, spooky urban legend stories. Where does that get that name? Creepy Pasta? Yeah, so basically it comes from the copy pasta, which is like a story that you copy and paste on the internet. So like copy paste. P-A-S-T-A. Yeah. And it basically, it's just... Like spaghetti. Yeah, and it, and then the, that name basically came up in 2006. But now it's like creepy stories that you copy and paste on the internet on like... I feel like they could come up with a better name. Okay, I disagree. <laughs> they freaked me out. <laughs> Um, and a lot of these stories, they break down into a couple like subgenres, like, like the stories, they all have kind of the same, like unnerving thing. So like there's lost episodes of TV shows that were either removed or only aired once. Cause like they traumatize children or something, mm. or there's video games. One, like there's this one called Ben drowned where this guy goes and buys like a super Nintendo cartridge for legend of Zelda. And then he gets it from a yard sale and it's haunted and he doesn't know it until he deletes the kid's save file off of it. And then he starts getting haunted by this kid. See, this is stuff that I would have never spent time. Like if I'm going to watch something that's a little like unsettling, I like like true crime or law and order, like stuff like that. See, I don't want to mess with stuff that's real. Like well, I, this is, this is very fake. True I crime and law true. and order, like that could be, that could actually happen. This no no Super Nintendo cartridge is actually haunted with the <laughs> the, the body of a dead boy. Guess like, that's true. Like that's what helps me sleep at night because this stuff is obviously fake. Except you still wake up in the middle of the night thinking stuff is happening. Yeah, that's because I'm very stressed. Okay. Um, then there's like serial killer ones, and it's always due to like a bad childhood and the kid snaps or he's always bullied or science experiments gone wrong. That's another big common thing. Like Frankenstein. Yeah. And then there's monster stories. So like, like uh, the Wendigo. I don't know if you ever heard that. There's a show called creepy Canada when I was a kid. And basically they told you Canadian, like creepy stories about ghosts in the Hmm. Kingston penitentiary and all this stuff. And I used to watch, I eat that stuff up in middle school. But then this Wendigo is like this native spirit story of how like in the dead of winter, like someone would get the taste of human flesh and then turn into a monster. But it's actually interesting because there's like not like sociological reasons why you would tell that story. Because in the middle of winter when there's no food, yeah, you I probably think about eating someone. But then it kind of scares you not to do it and kind of shows. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, um, none of them are true. 
okay? But they're just stories that kind of make you kind of scary. And there's this really famous one called the Russian Sleep Experiment. It always they always involve Russia, okay? But like the Russian Sleep Why? Experiment, because Russia's nuts. Don't say that. Why not? We're putting this on the internet. Yeah, but that's like bad guys are Russians always in a movie. That is true. It's like that on Stranger Things. But like the Russian sleep experiment, they put all these people in a room and they give them this gas that doesn't let them sleep. And then like crazy stuff happens. See, that is kind of interesting because that would actually happen. Yeah, but then they like start to say we want the gas, like the stuff that makes them not sleep and they don't sleep for like four weeks or something. And they, and they start saying progressively creepy stuff. That probably happens. Sleep's pretty important. I don't want to hear that. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. So uh, now is your time to turn back if you don't want to be spooked. I don't want to be spooked. Well, I'm going to spook you anyway. So Okay, so everyone gets an option except for me. And on the podcast version of this, like we're recording it live, but I'm going to put scary music underneath it to make it creepy. And I'm just going to read the story to Marley. And see how scared she can get. I'm so excited. Okay. Are you ready? No. But I guess so. All right. So this story was originally posted to a website. um, And it's about this guy who's 16. um, And he lives down in Alabama. And they farm and own a huge amount of land down in Huntsville. And his uncle owns a big house and a bunch of trailers that they put in the woods for hunting and camping. So like... You can rent a cottage, like a ca- like a cabin or a, or a trailer, um, and his cousin suggests that they go there to camp. Um, but he is a city kid from Chicago, so they tease him. So they like collect their food and they kill a pig and some chickens and bring necessities out to camp. So they're just going to have a good time at the camp. Um, but while they're there, the air has this weird electric smell, um, kind of like right before a storm, like that ozone kind of smell. Um, But they don't think any of it, and they unpack, and they go down to a little creek to swim for a few hours. Um, And then all of a sudden, this older white guy comes out of the woods, and a white teenager. And he's got a gun in his arm, and he says hello, and asks us what we're doing this far back in the woods. And we tell him that it's the guy's uncle, who he knows, and that they're camping out. And he tells them to be really careful and to stick together, because there's a big animal in the woods. Pretty, pretty normal stuff. Doesn't say what it is, though? No, just a, like there's just a big animal been in the woods. Like, he's been hunting it. Uh, I feel like I'd ask more questions. Well, his son, who is my ad, like, his, the guy's age, asks if he can stay and hang with us, and he says, okay. So now at this point in the story, it goes to first person, so I'm just going to read it. I that... already have questions. This is suspicious. What? You've never gone out with your friends into the woods and then, like... Marley, we've been you've been talking about a moose we someone saw in our yard for two like a week ago. Yeah, but it's not That's something what does Bonnie say every time we hang out? Oh, did you hear there's a bear down at, at Timmy's camp? Yeah. Did you hear there's uh there's been some animals in the woods, the coyote blah blah blah. This yeah. is a very common thing that people say. But you know what it is. Sometimes. Like if I, if I was just like there's a beast in the woods. You'd be like, well, what is it? That would be the the first thing you would ask is, what well, this is isn't it? in the story. <laughs> okay, I'll stop. <laughs> so now I'm gonna just now it's go it goes to first person, and I'm gonna just read it, okay? So I'm just gonna clarify that whenever I'm saying I, it's not actually me. I'm reading a story. Are you ready? I guess so. Oh man, I get shivers. I uh, what? Like, how far in does it get scary? Like, how far do I have? I don't know. I read this at Kingswood, me and Brecken and I think Adam and JR and I think maybe Kenny. On Halloween, we sat in Ingersoll 216. We shut off all the lights and I read them this story and they all freaked out. Like we had to sleep all in the same room because we were so spooked. Like we couldn't fall asleep after we read this. I'm so glad we're reading this. Good. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Are you going to have dreams about this? Probably. Okay, so here we go. Marley, just don't worry about it. So now we're going to switch into first person. I'm just reading the story. So we end up playing football, messing around with me. There's a white kid, Tanner, 
five of my cousins and four of his friends. In total, there were five girls and six boys. We're all around 15 to 17. We ended up just wasting the day away. Also, I edited this because it's, it's got bad language in it. And like, it's, it's a story on the internet. So I edited it because it didn't really flow. So I had to like mix some grammar. So I, you're already spooked. You're looking out the window. Could you hear a little sound? No, a car is driving by. Okay. We end up just wasting the day away. So we head back to the camp and pull out some stuff for a campfire, even though the trailers both had kitchenettes. Tanner says that his family's property sits up against my uncle's. He wants to run home and ask my dad, ask his dad if he can come out camping with us. My cousin Rooster, this is how you know you're in Alabama, someone <laughs> named Rooster, says he's going to go with him since he's going to get dark soon. One of the girls also want to tag along. It's about 7 o'clock and it's starting to get pretty dark. They take flashlights and take the trail towards Tanner's property. The rest of us chill. We make some s'mores, drink, and kiss the girls. Mm-mm. So it's already heading down a bad path. Yeah. Inappropriate. Yeah. About 30 or 40 minutes later, there's that smell of ozone again. You could smell it over the smell of the fire we had started. It was this really nasty, coppery smell, like right after you've had a nosebleed and it just stopped. It wasn't exactly like dried blood, but it was this nasty, metallic, back-of-your-throat kind of smell. We immediately think it's some kind of electrical malfunction or something, like we left a hot plate on. We search the trailers and nothing is on, and we can all smell it. Then all of a sudden, we hear people booking it down the path towards us, and Rooster, Tan, and the girl all come running into the clearing out of breath. They don't even break stride. They all run into the trailer right by where the fire is. We all get out of there and go into the trailer. They end up calming down. Even Rooster is crying his eyes out at this point. All the while, the fire is getting lower and lower. So my other cousins say, screw it. We're just going to go outside to get the generator out of the shed between the two trailers. Tanner goes, heck no. Lock the front door. Ain't nobody else going going outside. He's been crying too, and his eyes are bloodshot and puffy, and his pants are really dirty. They don't explain what happened. He goes on to tell them. Oh. Can you let me read the story? Oh, man, Marley. <laughs> you just wait. You're going to be thoroughly spooked. He goes on to tell us that they went up to his house. His father said, sure, he could go out camping, but to make sure they were careful on the way back and that they maybe should take some of the hunting rifles just in case. Tanner had seen something in their yard a few days ago. One of their pigs had come up, ripped up, and eaten in half. And half eaten. They assumed it was just some big cat or a coyote, even though they usually don't mess with live animals. He'd gone upstairs and packed his stuff and told his dad they'd be okay without the rifle because coyotes av- avoid people. So they started walking back towards where they were camping. So Rooster finally stops crying and shaking. The girl had already stopped, but she was just staring out the window with a dumb look on her face. He says they go. <laughs> okay, okay. First of all, they don't give these girls names. Well, it's because they're they don't all know each other. I'm sure they had to learn her name. Well, I don't know. Dumb girl looking out the window. No, she was just <laughs> she. The girl had stopped crying and she was staring out the window with a dumb look on her face. I know. I'm kidding. He says they had gone halfway into the woods towards the camp when they started to hear stuff in the forest. It was almost pitch black by then, but they weren't sure at first what it was. The girl says she heard something in the bushes right off the trail and they all beamed their flashlights over there and there was someone standing back in the woods in a little hollow. Rooster said they shouted at him and told them that that he was scaring them and what a jerk he was. He says that's when they realized that the guy was facing away from them. So they kept walking and they started to smell the nasty coppery ozone smell again. They say that they look off into the forest on the opposite side and it's a dude standing in the forest back slightly closer to the path. So they start power walking and Tan keeps going, I should have taken the rifle. I should have taken the gun. As they're telling the story, the smell is super thick even inside the cabin. They say that after they started walking faster, a kind of low gibbering had come from both sides of the woods. Like kind of like a creepy like, like noises and stuff. And they started booking it back to the trailer. And the girl said she had flashed her flashlight out into the woods to the side of them and had seen something jerking itself through the woods. The gibbering just got louder and louder and they could see the light from our campfire. Something had come out of the woods about 40 yards behind them onto the trail and they had just flat out ran as hard as they could for the trailer. 
So now we're out in the woods and we're assuming at this point it's some rednecks or something trying to mess with us. Right? Then all of a sudden my older cousin, Junior, starts going on about how he went to school with some native kid and that was telling him about the goat man or something and we promptly tell him to shut up because we don't need any spooky talk right now. Goat man. Yeah. But he just keeps going on and on about how it's a goat man and how we're in his woods and blah, blah, blah. Is this going to freak me out? We have goats that live very close to us. <laughs> well, now at this time, I never heard about the goat man or any of that. But then a couple years ago, the year before I graduated college, I had a Native American for a roommate and I ended up asking him about it. And to sum it up, basically it's a man with the head of a goat and he can shape shift and he gets among groups of people to terrorize them. It's also supposed to be like the Wendigo, the Wendigo. And it's bad mojo to even talk about it, and even worse if you see it. So and here we are talking about it. <laughs> are you getting spooked? I just have a lot of questions so far. Now keep in mind, I didn't know all this information when I was 16. So my cousin is going, the goat man's going to get us, and the girls are all terrified, and my cousins or I are going to try and figure out if it's some hillbillies or if this is a coyote or what. Then all of a sudden, the smell just goes away. Like, to this day, I haven't even experienced anything like it. Like, usually f- smells, like, fade away or get less strong. But just literally was there one second and gone the next. So it's after an hour, making it around 9 or 10. We stop pooping bricks enough to go back outside and start the <laughs> fire back up. Did you-, <laughs> Did you edit that to say pooping bricks? Yeah. <laughs> this is a family-friendly podcast. I appreciate it. It's good. Okay. Um, We figure out it's just some jerks trying to mess with us. So we don't want to go back home because if we think if we do, they'll chase us through the woods or something. Nothing else weird happens that night. And we stay another night, and for the main part of the night, nothing happens. At around 1 in the morning, we're outside getting drunk and telling ghost stories. Okay, I want to stop there. Why would you stay another night? Why would you stay another night and then get intoxicated? Marley, we went camping and I was spooked out because of the coyotes and we camped out another night. They had just... Yeah, because we knew it was coyotes and we weren't getting hammied out there. Yeah, I guess that's true. (laughs) Um, So they're outside telling some ghost stories. As someone is finishing some spooky story, I don't remember what it was about, the smell comes back. It's so strong that one of the girls starts to vomit. I stand up, and you can actually feel how clammy the air is. I say, we should all get inside. This isn't right. We should have just left. We all go back inside, and we're standing around. My cousin Jesus keeps going on about how it's the goat man. My cousin Rooster tries to shut him up, and all the while, I'm just feeling like something is wrong, and I can't figure out what it is. We end up sitting there for a while. The smell is just so strong, and we're all terrified and huddled in this camper. We end up cooking brats, which I think is just an American word for, like, hot dogs right Browers. yeah so we end up cooking hot dogs for everyone because no one wants to go outside it's one of those packs with four brats we have a total of three packs i grill them up on the stove and give everyone a hot dog i get mine and after a while one of my cousins gets up and go over to the pot to get another one he starts grumbling about how i get two brats and everyone else only got one and i look at him like he's stupid i tell him everyone only got one because there are only 12 brats and if he wants one he should open up a new pack and cook some more And then the girl that had been with Rooster and Tan just starts screaming, oh no, oh no, get it out. She's crying and shivering, and then it dawns on the cousin standing up what is wrong. Me and him both glance around the room, and I feel my heart sink. I run out of the cabin as the girl runs with us. The trailer door is banging against the side of the trailer as everyone books it out of the cabin. One of my cousin's friends asks us what was wrong, and I start counting us. There's only 11 people now. I kid you not, my cousin verified. There had been 12 people in the cabin, but being that everyone didn't really know each other that well, no one had noticed the whole time that there was an extra person. And then I realized earlier that I kind of noticed something was off. Like, you know when you're just messing around having a good time, and you don't sweat the small stuff, and you don't keep track of certain things? I'm dead sure that someone else had been in the trailer with us, and they had been there for at least a day eating with us. And what makes it worse... I couldn't figure out which one because I don't think anyone ever interacted with the other person. And the girls kept praying. I'm getting shivers, are you? I just don't understand how you wouldn't notice a whole day. Yeah, but Marley, if you're hanging with a group of people you don't really know, like he's gone down to his cousin's house. 
Yeah. Like if it was, it's equivalent if we went down to Ontario and hung out with my cousins. You don't know all our cousins. Like yeah. a group of 15 people, it's hard. And they're in different, like. I guess so. Suspend disbelief, okay? Just <laughs> Sorry. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so the girls keep praying, and we're all sitting outside. And eventually we get big sticks and go back into the cabin, but there's no one there. We count again, and there's 11 people. Wait, so I just, are they talking about there being an extra person there while the other person's there? No, because now there's only 11 people. But where'd the person go? It's a scary story, Marley. It just disappeared? We go back to the trailer and lock the door. We explain what happened, and the girl says that she realized it too, and that when she was about to say something, the person sitting next to her grabbed her leg hard and leaned over and said something she couldn't understand. So we were pretty much scared, and we huddle together, and we fall asleep. I fall asleep. When I wake up, the sun is coming up, and half the people are sleeping, the other people half are packing our stuff up. We all want to walk back home, but like four people say they want to stay until the sun is all the way up. And some people think that we're just messing around and still want to stay at the trailers. I just want to get out of the woods. The girl's name was Kiera, the one that the goat man had touched. Anyway, oh, she finally got a name. Good job. Anyways, I asked her what she really thinks if it was something bad. And she says she just wants to go home and doesn't want to be out in the woods alone for another night. So we decide to split up. The four that want to go can go, but I have to stay because I've got the keys to the cabin and it's my uncle's and I got to lock it up. I'm super mad at this point because I feel like people aren't taking this seriously and I definitely didn't want to be out in the woods for another night. I spend the rest of the day trying to convince the rest of the people, now four girls and four guys, to get out of there. Tanner leaves with them to get a rifle and says he's going to be back. So there are just seven of us left at 4 p.m. Around 5 p.m. he hasn't made it back yet and we're getting extremely antsy and the only reason I stopped begging them to go back was because he went to get a gun. It's about 5.30 or so, and one cousin that did stay says that the girl Kiera is outside. We look outside, and sure enough, she's standing by the fire pit with her back to the cabin. Ooh. I'm thinking to myself, if she was so scared, why did she come back? And then I get this nasty feeling in my gut. Keep in mind the whole time the coppery smell has been gone. But now I realize I can start to smell a little twinge of it. I say this to the rest of them and everybody, and these are the people that wanted to stay in the woods after we had the goat man in our midst, is laughing at me, asking if I set this up to scare them. I look at them and say, I'm not messing around with you at all right now. I ask them, why would I do that? So one of the girls goes out to get Kira. She gets halfway to her and stops cold. Kira starts heaving. I don't know how to describe it. Sort of like someone with their back turned was laughing without actually making any noise. It's this fact that made me realize that this was not a sound in the whole woods. It was deadly silent. And this is later in September, so it's still fairly hot at the time, but super chilly some days too, and you could usually hear big geese honking or some birds or squirrels chit-chatting. So I step out the door and tell her to come back in the trailer right now. She backs up into the trailer and we lock the door. We pull down the shades except one and put a guy there in the chair to watch her. She stands there for another 20 minutes or so. The guy turns to say that she's still there, and there's a huge bang at the door. We all jump and scramble around the living room of the trailer. The banging is super loud. So now my cousin is holding one of the girls, and the other two are kind of giggling with nervous laughter, and me and the other guy are pooping bricks. <laughs> then we hear Tan. He's screaming, let me in. Stop playing. So we go over to the door and open it, and he stumbles in with a rifle. There's nobody else outside. He had walked up to the campsite. Nothing weird happened in the forest, but he had seen a girl. Mind you, he said it was not Kiera standing there. When he got to the edge of the clearing, she turned towards him with this slack-jawed look and stared him down, slowly tracking him as he walked outside of the clearing towards the camp. He said it wasn't until he was almost halfway to the trailer he had realized that she was getting closer to him. She had started off by the fire, and without him even seeing her move, she had been turning, incher, inching closer. He said he had just ran the rest of the way back to the cabin, thinking it would open. And then he got to the door, it was locked. He turned, and it was about half the distance to the door. He looked around the room and got super pale, and he pulls me to the side and whispers in my ear, You know there's only seven of us in here, right? I get that feeling where your stomach drops. It'd been a, it had been back inside the trailer while we were sorting out who was going where. And when we all went outside to talk earlier in the day, it had just slipped right back in. We looked out the window and no one is out there. So we recount everyone and basically, I go over and ask everyone how many people were here earlier and everyone says eight. 
And then I say, well, how many people are here now? And they all do the count and realize that there's only seven people in the cabin now. Are you spooked? Mm-mm. I have goosebumps. And you know what happened. I'm getting spooked. So Tanner had brought back a couple boxes of ammo and his rifle. I don't know how you're not scared. I'm like terrified right now. It just, I don't know. It's unsettling, I guess. Anyways, Tanner brought back a couple boxes of ammo with his rifle. And he had told his dad that there was some kind of animal in the forest because he didn't think his dad would believe him if he said it was the goat man. He says that his cousin is supposed to be coming down in a few hours and that in the morning we can all go back to his place and his cousin will drive us home. Now I'm really terrified, but at least I feel better because we can be American and shoot whatever it is if it comes back. (laughs) (laughs) But then my cousin gets into this huge argument with one of the girls because she thinks I'm trying to be funny and pranking them and that she's getting really scared and it's not funny. He keeps telling her that I'm not that kind of person. She says, well, how do we know that the girl wasn't just Tanner in a wig? Or if it was a goat man, how do we know that this is a real Tanner and the goat man just killed, didn't kill Tanner in the woods and take his gun? So again, this huge argument over this, and Tanner was like, we could seriously be in danger because at the very least, someone has been sneaking themselves into our trailer without us knowing, mingling with us, and at worst, something bad in the forest is messing it with us. One of the girls is crying and saying she wants to go right now, and we're trying to tell her we shouldn't because none of us are walking through the woods in the middle of the night. At this point, the sun is starting to go down and it's getting a little cloudy out. We eat something and turn on the radio for a while, and we can't really get a station out here with anything decent. So we turn it off, and about that time, Tanner's cousin shows up. He was like 19, I think. At this point, the sun is just barely over the horizon. He has one of those heavy-duty lantern flashlights and another rifle. He walks up to the trailer, and we whisper to Tan, asking if he's sure that's his cousin, and he says yes. The guy behind him... The guy looks behind him and all around the camp, then walks in. He kind of glances at us, confused. He says, Where's your other little buddy at? I figured she would meet up at the cabin. Is she a little slow or something? He asked whether we had been cooking blood in the cabin because it smelled like blood and hot pans all the way up the trail. And we were like, Nope. Why would you be cooking blood inside the cabin? Some people do that. Like blood pudding. Like like if you cook steak. Like have you ever not like cooked hamburger and like when blood drops and it does that weird brown congeal thing. What is blood pudding? I don't know. Ew. People eat weird stuff. Gross. Sorry. Anyways, continue. Um, but we asked him what he's talking about uh, with the girl he saw. He had come down the same trail Tanner had been using and he came up on one of you guys' buddies standing in the middle of the trail looking at him slack-jawed. He had asked her a bunch of questions, but all she did was look at him. Then she smiled at him, and he kept, and he said he kept walking. She couldn't seem to keep up with him and kept lagging a little behind him. He asked her if she was hurt or something and if she needed any help, but she had continued to stare. Eventually, he had been walking and turned around a bend in the trail. When he turned around and went back to see if she was okay, the trail was empty. He assumed she'd taken some shortcut through the woods to get to the trailer faster. We tell him the whole story about what's going on, and I half expected him to say that we were full of it. But he just listened and sat down on the couches in the living room. Tanner's cousin gets back to the girl. He says when she had been trying to lag behind him, it had kind of weirded him out. So she tried to keep her in front of him, but no matter how slow he walked, she was always a little bit behind. And he smelled this nasty smell, and it got stronger as he got to the camp. Eventually, it's really strong, and she said something that was really low that he didn't catch. And when he had turned around, she had been right on him, and he stepped back from her. Do you have goosebumps? Mm-mm. I have goosebumps all across my body. You know what happens. I know. At this point, um, he asked her if she was okay, and if she wasn't, him to carry her back the rest of the way, and she just kept staring at him. She said he reached out for her as to grab her on the shoulder, but he must have misjudged the distance because he, she was off to the side where he put his hand like she had moved while he was looking dead at her. So at this point, we know this is real, unless Tanner's playing a joke, which we can tell he's not because he's almost peeing his pants. <laughs> so they load up the rifles, we eat some more, and we just kind of sit around until 11. To this day, every time I think about it, I really pray to God that some huge prank my cousins played on me and just never revealed, so I would be afraid the rest of my life. Around 11 o'clock, the stink of copper turns into a really nasty, gross, blood-like smell, like cooking blood and singed hair. 
Tanner and his cousin Reese get up and instantly grab their rifles. Their rifles? Their rifles. <laughs> There's like a half knocking, half clawing at the door. And I kid you not, this voice, and it sounds like, you know, those YouTube cats and dogs who owners teach them how to talk. It says in this halting, weird tone voice, let me in, stop playing. It made the skin crawl up against my body, and one of the girls just starts crying and calling on Jesus. It was so obviously not a person talking. It didn't have the right cadence. Like, there's something that I never realized until that moment, but all people have a certain cadence when they talk, no matter the language. They have kind of a rhythm, but this didn't have any cadence or rhythm. It was one of those, like, YouTube cats, and that's what it sounded like outside the door. So I'm in full-on terror mode, and we keep yelling outside, Who is this? Stop messing around. And it just keeps saying in or let me in for 15 minutes. And then they give us a YouTube video to um, like the person who posted this posted a YouTube video of a cat talking. Oh, I don't want to hear this. Oh, someone spooky. No, I just. Well, we're going to play it. Oh. Saying, oh, long John, but it doesn't sound human. But play it again. Why I eyes on ya? Okay, that would be freaky. Okay, Marley's a little spooky. So well, it's, not spooked yet, but that would that would be freaky. So it sounded like that almost, just not funny. Sorry for being on a tangent, but if you can't imagine how this sounded, then you can't imagine how messed up this whole situation was. Is he telling us like this is supposed to be a real story? Yeah, he posted this online, that this story happened to him. Oh, I thought like it was everyone knew this was made up. No, he's posting it. Like he's posted. It's like sometimes on Reddit and stuff, you'll see what's the scariest thing that ever happened to you. And then this is something that someone posted. Gotcha. <sighs> okay. Um, so the smell goes away for a while. And for the next hour or so, you can hear someone basically creeping around the woods. Every couple of minutes, he'll come back to the door and say something in that weird voice. Finally, when the smell fades away, it's about two in the morning right now. Reese says, man, screw this, and opens the door and walks outside with the gun. He fires a shot into the air and says something to the, f- the effect of, in the name of Jesus, go away. He fires two more times, then from the woods right up against the river across the trailer. It sounds like something is slowly gibbering and hooting. Then it starts screaming and sounds like almost like a woman and a cat in a bag screaming together. <laughs> It's a weird description. <laughs> it's like, seriously, I've never heard anything like that. And you can hear the brush over the way start to shake. Reese fires over into the tree line and then it start and then starts backing into the cabin. We lock the door and we can hear it keening and screaming. Reese says something had come out of the bushes, super low to the ground and crawling towards the cabin. And he took a shot. Pretty much that's how the rest of the night went. It was literally screaming constantly for the next two hours and we can hear things moving out of the tree line. But it never came back up to the cabin until everyone had fallen asleep. Are you? S- I've got goosebumps everywhere. <laughs> I'm unsettled. Is there like a big finish that's coming or is it? This guy's just writing what happened to him. Oh, okay. Tanner had been sitting in the chair watching the door <laughs> with his rifle. Nobody else heard or saw this. And, two, and he told me two days later after the whole thing was over. He said he'd be nodding off after after the screaming and noises finally stopped. He had been almost asleep when he saw someone come out of the bathroom and lay down in the middle of the floor and go to sleep. He just assumed it was one of us and nodded back off. Then he said he kind of realized something was wrong, and while pretending to be sleeping, he counted us. There were nine people in the cabin. He basically didn't want to try and shoot the thing in the cabin and have it kill us all just then and there, or have Reese wake up and start shooting and then (laughs) we all get shot. So he just stayed up all night, pretending to be asleep. He said sometimes he would stand up and kind of do this weird jittery thing or heave like he was laughing, and then he would lay back down. The story closes pretty weak because from my perspective, nothing really happened after that. We woke up, and I noticed that Tanner was a little jittery, and he was avoiding looking at all of us. But we ate some breakfast, packed up, and started walking to his house. He stayed last in the cabin and said he'd lock up and bring me my uncle's keys to just start walking and we'd catch up, which I really don't want to do. We get a little bit up the path and he came running up. Basically, we just jogged back to his house and his cousin took us home. 
there was a window in the bathroom. Tanner had gone back to had gone back to lock up and looked in there. We were too stupid to lock a screenless window. The window was up when he went in there. I'm guessing he had been doing that all along, waiting for us to fall asleep or slip up and then getting in among us. It walked with us all the way back to the house and then he said it lagged to the back of the group and looked him dead in the eyes before walking off into the woods. What do you think? Um. Okay. It wasn't as scary as I thought it was going to be. I'm f- like very freaked out right now. I guess I just. I'm covered in goosebumps. Like my legs, my back, my arms. I guess it just doesn't seem real to me. Like I'm just. Okay. First of all. Let's paint this picture. Like, imagine we're all here. We have a group of 15 people. You're gonna notice, even in 15 people, you're gonna notice if a person, you might not notice. Yeah, but notice. they were a little tipsy. You yeah, don't always notice Yeah, but they weren't that. the whole time. You're, you might not notice if someone, like, if someone steps out and goes to the bathroom, it might take you, like, a while to notice, like, oh, hey, Ryan, where, like, where'd Ryan go? But if someone just shows, like, if someone would just come to our house, a stranger, we would be on high alert that we don't know that person. Also, what happened, like, his okay, friends, well, what pretend. happened to his friends? She, They said that they thought that girl, no, Cadence but, or whatever. Yeah, but she had left. So they thought she had just come back. But it wasn't her. Because a goat man is a shapeshifter. So why is he called a goat man? I don't know. It's a shapeshifter. I don't know the whole origin of it. It's a spooky story. Okay, picture this. Okay. Yeah. We were at Josh and Lindsay's party on Friday. Yeah. Okay. There were some people there we didn't know that well. <clears throat> like. Yeah. And I knew where they were in the house the whole time we were there. Yeah, but did you? Yeah. Because there was at one point when Josh just disappeared. With that other guy, I forget his name, Charlie or whatever. Yeah, they were in the kitchen. Yeah, but I didn't know that's where they were the whole time. You could hear them. Yeah, but what if you're in different cabins? In the different cabins, I know, but that also makes it less believable because then you're breaking up a group of 15 into smaller groups. So then you're telling me that you're in a group of like five and you don't notice there's a stranger You've with really you? ruined this Halloween episode. <laughs> I just feel like, see, that's the one thing about horror movies is some of the stuff, it's just like, if you didn't do stupid stuff, that wouldn't have happened. So you're telling me that the Amityville Horror, which is about a house being built on an ancient native burial ground, spooked you out with blood running down the walls, and in the basement, there's a portal to hell. That (laughs) spooks you out, but this story of random coincidences and semi weird stuff that you've all you've probably experienced some of those things like weird smell in the air like noises in the night when you're walking in the woods like yeah so you're telling me that this very plausible thing whether or not it was a goat man or not they were it was definitely a spooky story it's spooky that doesn't phase you but someone having a port to hell in their basement, <laughs> that's what scares you. I think that movie was scary for two reasons. It's from like the 70s. Yeah. The scariest part in that movie is a jump scare with a cat. So, oh, I didn't. Th- I don't even remember the movie that much. But I think part of it is just like movies from the 70s are just kind of freaky because they're just weird. But... Also, the movie wasn't scary. It was when we were laying in bed and I was trying to fall asleep and you started making the noise from the movie. That's what freaked me out. Get out. Yeah, that freaked me out. The story you just told, it is definitely unsettling. But I just, here's here's what I would have done different. If you were scared. So are you going to go write a creepypasta? No. Marley, you should write a creepypasta. Uh, you try and write a scary story. No, it would and we'll go- see if it's scarier than what I just read. No, because here's how it would go: if something scary happened and I was unsettled enough, I would just leave, and then it wouldn't be scary anymore. It's like it's the horror movies of like 
all these people are freaked out, but they still decide to walk deeper into the woods. If you're, that's just not real. If you're scared, you would leave the woods. When he went to get the gun, why didn't he tell an adult, like, there's something really freaky going on here. Maybe you should come and tell all of these dweeb teenagers that we should probably leave. <laughs> wow. I'm going to see if I can find a scarier story then. Because there is a scarier one. I don't want a scary. No, no, no. It no. is scary. I'm not I don't I'm not denying that it's not scary it definitely is weird but I guess I just think if I was like I just don't believe that you would just sit and watch a random thing just sleep among you while you were there like wouldn't you do something no no oh Marley I'm sorry I'm sorry that I'm not as scared as you thought I was gonna be I thought I was going to be really scared. Well, I thought you were too. It was a... It was a good creepy macaroni. No, that's not... It's not creepy macaroni. (laughs) We don't need a scarier one. I'm content with how scary that was. I can't find it, but basically the story that I'm trying to find is there's a blind guy and he lives in his house. I don't know if I want to know that. And he's all like he he's been blind for a long time, but then he starts to realize I can't remember exactly how it goes, but he like stuff is getting moved in his house. Yeah, and it turns out that someone has been living in his house with him. Yeah. See, that's scary to me. Okay. Let's oh, I don't want to. Re- I don't want to read it. I don't want to read it. No, Marley, that's scary want- to me because that could happen. Are you blind? Do you know how freaky it is? Like, I have. That is something I have been worried about since I was a little girl. Is losing my hearing or losing my sight? <clears throat> and I'm not saying that to be disrespectful for for people who do that. Like. But that has been something that has worried me because I think it it scares me a little bit. That is something that could happen. Now, obviously, I am not blind, so I can't tell you how realistic it is. But as someone who's able to see, I can imagine that if one day I lost my sight and I had to get used to it, people could be in your house and you'd never know. Oops. Have you seen that video online of... Probably not. I think we watched it together. There was like security... So these people were living in their house. Oh, squatters, yeah. They they were just like chilling in their house and then they realized that food was going missing from their kitchen. Yeah. So then they were like, well, I'm, maybe our kid is sleepwalking or something. Yeah. So they asked the kid, like, are you eating in the middle of the night? He's like, no, why would, no, why would I do that? So then they set up a camera in the kitchen mm-hmm. and a woman was living in their attic. Yeah. See, that freaks me out because and, that happened. But they happens. got it on camera. I know. That happened. Like, now I have goosebumps because that happens. Do you know that we have an attic couch oh, in this house? shut up. Shut up. We do. Right over there. I know. Do you understand how... Okay. First of all, do you understand how much stuff they would have to move in that closet to be able to... If we have a person who's able to move all of the tablecloths and bedding in that closet get up into our attic they deserve to live here rent free i they can be here <laughs> that's a lot of work <laughs> all right well see that stuff happy okay. halloween guys that's my wife right. <laughs> who gets spooked by very unrealistic things but doesn't get spooked by <laughs> easily explained coincidences okay i'm sorry it is okay it is a spooky like it is spooky. Is it? Yeah. You stress me out. I'm sorry. This is going to be so good. It is good. It's a good story. Well, I hope you enjoy. I just thought it was going to have like a big finale. No, Marley, because that's what a creepypasta is. It's something that's believable. It's not like a horror movie. It's, hey, I am writing this down because it happened to me. Yeah. I don't think it did. <laughs> All right. Well. <laughs> oh, before we leave, what was your best Halloween costume? Ever? I don't know. Probably when I dressed up as a cow. 
Oh, Mom those made, are good pictures. Mom made all of my Halloween costumes <clears throat> from scratch. So one year I was a bat. It was like a gray sweats, sweatshirt with like wings sewed onto it. And my little brother was a bumblebee. One year I was a scarecrow. Both of us were. And that was literally the worst Halloween costume because she used actual straw and I itched <laughs> constantly. And I was a cow. And there's a picture of me sitting on a couch with my hands on my udders. That is a good picture. Which I don't know why my mom made me a girl cow, but okay. <laughs> I'm trying to think. There was other. And then I remember I wanted so badly, like all the other kids, they would look at their Halloween costumes and theirs would be like one from the store. And I was so jealous. Mm-hmm. And then I realized that my homemade Halloween costumes were 40 times better Yeah. than the store-bought ones. Because one year I got a store-bought one and it sucked. Mm. Like it was like a, like a ghoul or something like it was like like a robe with like purple triangle neck like like i don't know what it's called i don't know I'm it's like a, a graduation thing it's like a collar but it was like purple and triangles like this and then it had a mask huh it's stupid i really wished i had homemade yeah. i'm trying to think of other halloween costumes i was a, adam was a bee we were both scar- scarecrows Obviously, the, mm. the pumpkin. Everyone's always a pumpkin. Mm. I was an M&M once, a green M&M. Really? Yeah. I was a farmer once or a couple times. My favorite one, because it was pretty bad, is mom decided she was going to make me a flower costume. And I just wore a long green dress and this f- these flower petals, headbands on my head. And people thought I was a Statue of Liberty. Wow. Yeah. And on that bomb, but good job, mom. Yeah, good job, mom. It was good. Oh no, last year, Our, we went one year as the. Uh, I went as a Costco sample lady, and you went as the hot dog. That was good. That was a good costume. But last year, I went as you, and people thought it was funny. Yeah, I just thought it was really offensive. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I thought you looked good. Thanks. You're welcome. Well been almost an hour that was a good story thank you for i feel sharing. like i just wasted my time it wasn't a waste of time it was a good story well i hope you enjoy it because next year i'm going to tell you an actual scary story for the halloween episode an extra creepy pasta okay well oh we should just call that we should call this episode creepy pasta with a creepy pasta i'm not creepy <laughs> no but you're being spooky all right. Well, <laughs> have a good Halloween, everyone. My brother was born on Halloween. Happy birthday, Adam. Happy birthday. We'll have you back on sometime to talk about conspiracy theories. Don't invite the goat man to your party. Okay. Happy Halloween, everyone. Bye. <laughs>